Now that you've taken on that big job, you shouldn't have to settle for the big box. You've earned a trip to Northern Tool, and we're ready for the details. We know all about the little things that make the biggest difference. Maybe that's why they call us a problem solver's paradise. From pressure washers to power tools, pallet jacks to push carts, Northern Tool and Equipment carries the brands you depend on, like Northstar, DeWalt, Milwaukee, and Strongway. We're made for this. Come see us in-store or shop online at northerntool.com. He's kind and he's funny and he's also mustachioed. He solves all your problems by the end of every episode. TV Dad. Everyone loves TV Dad. Listen to your TV dad. Switch to Progressive and you could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome to Season 6 of the Dogland Podcast. This is our season premiere. Uh, We are excited to get ready for yet another season of Cleveland Browns football I am your host, Jackson McCurry, and joining me as always is my co-host, Anthony Jokey. Anthony, it's season six, man. We've, we've made it another year of Browns football, man. Are you ready for this? You know, it's funny how every year the summer just kind of like flies by and in preparation for the football season. It's already almost August, uh, which, you know, you know, training camp is here. And yeah, I'm ready. It's going to be an interesting season. There's still a lot of things to determine uh, as we head towards week one against Carolina, but uh, it's, it's exciting. And of course, you know, it's always great to sit here and, and talk uh, with you uh, like we have for the past six years. This is crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. And you're right about the summer flying like literally like we do the draft and we will do a couple other episodes if there's any breaking news. But it's like. Once mini camps over, which is in like late June, and we really don't even talk then, like we we always take our usual summer break just because, I mean, like credit to the other podcasts that, you know, go through and uh, do podcasts week after week, some some even day after day. But it's like we got to we take a break because we just want to talk straight football. And, you know, that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's it's about the Cleveland Browns and, uh, you know, it's good. Like that summer went by so fast and now we're back and, you know, obviously we're recording on Wednesday night and training camp started today. And it's just, now we're getting news day after day, sometimes hour after hour. And it's just, it's pumping out so fast and I'm just glad football's back. Yeah. It's exciting. And we'll be here uh, as much as we can to, to talk about all the news. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, breaking news that we're still waiting for. Uh, but of course, we'll be here to to talk about it and dissect it all down when it does happen. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we'll we'll obviously start with the elephant in the room. We, as well as everybody else that's a Browns fan, a Browns, you know, media member, probably even everybody in the organization is waiting on the Deshaun Watson suspension news. Um, it's been a couple weeks since both sides, the NFL and the NFL players union submitted their reports to the federal judge to Robinson. And, you know, we are still waiting on the announcement. It could come any time now, you know, Anthony will probably come right after we're done recording this episode. Cause that's typically how things go for us. But, uh, yeah, I know it never Adam, fails. Oh, it, it absolutely never fails. We've been doing this five years, uh, you know, entering our sixth season. And it's just every time we either do it right after we're done recording an episode or like, it's always 
it's always after we record. We never, the only time we ever got anything before we recorded an episode was when Sashi Brown got fired. And that's literally the only time I ever remember anything like majorly happening right before we hit the record button. But um, I know Adam Schefter was on with Rothman and Ice down in Columbus. I think it's 97 won the fan down there. And he said, and it's funny because he said he emailed Sue Robinson a few times. Um, I'm guessing in the last couple of days to see if there was any update. And Schefter said he was told that he had to stop emailing Sue Robinson. Um, but he also said, and Mary Kay both said um, today that they are hearing that maybe next week there will be a ruling. Now, obviously training camp started today. Deshaun was out there uh, in the practice facility because it was indoors out there practicing with the team. He can do that as long as, uh, the suspension isn't an indefinite one, which was rumored, obviously, early on in the summer. But now um, it seems to be now that a lot of people are expecting it anywhere between two to eight games. But, Anthony, we're just waiting on, you know, Sue Robinson to make her decision. And, uh, you know, when it does, we'll see what it is. And obviously, whatever her decision is, that's probably going to be the final one unless uh, the league's going to attempt to fight it. But uh, this has been a long summer in terms of, you know, what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and how the Browns will move forward after that. It, it has been a long summer and I've I think I've done a decent job myself of just like tuning out the, the suspension talk because it's just been the same thing every single day for the last like two months or so, uh, if not longer. Um, I, I expect, you know, somewhere six to eight games. I think that's uh, where we're both sitting at. Uh, I would be surprised if it's anything less than uh, like five or six. Um, and I would also be surprised if it's more than 10. Um, but, you know, we're, we'll, we're just, we've just been sitting here waiting for it. Um, and honestly, uh, I think that the Browns probably have a good uh, feel on, on where Sue Robinson sits. You know, they went out and signed Brissett. They just signed uh, Josh Rosen uh, as well. Um, you know, there's going to be a, a battle for the, the backup spot and, and, and the third spot behind uh, Watson. But, you know, they're, they're obviously prepared for it. And if, uh, you know, he suspended six to eight games, you know, there's still a good chance they could win three or four of those go 500 uh, in that time span. I think that would be a major uh, victory for for the Browns. But uh, when he comes back, Jack, uh, I I, I don't think it's going to be the Deshaun Watson of old right away. You know, it's a good thing right now he's able to participate in training camp because he missed all the last season. And there's still a lot of rust that he needs to knock off uh, his entire body uh, in, in terms of uh, football and throwing and, and whatnot. So uh, there, there's a lot he needs to do uh, to get ready for the season. And uh, if he's allowed to play the preseason games, you know, if he's uh, suspended, which I still think he's able to, uh, as long as it's not an indefinite one, like you mentioned, uh, I think that's going to be huge for him, uh, depending on how long the uh, suspension is for uh, he needs to get all the reps that he can and the tricky part is well if he's not going to be out there for the first you know six to eight weeks then how do you split his reps and trying to and you know Jacoby Brissett uh, who's actually going to be be out there week one until 
uh, Deshaun comes back. So there's a lot they have to figure out. But uh, the fact that he's able to go out there right now and participate in training camp uh, is going to be helpful to knock off uh, some of the the long rest that he's had uh, for the past year or so. Yeah, that I mean, that's definitely a huge thing. Like everybody expects, you know, Watson to come back and be the guy he was before uh, everything happened. But you're right. He hasn't played a game in 18 months right now. It'll be, you know, we're expecting October, November from the first time he gets back on the field. So that's almost two full years since he had taken a snap in an NFL game. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And it was brought up today. You know, Kevin Stefanski met with reporters and was asking, like, how the reps are going to be distributed. And he goes, he goes, he said they're both going to get a ton of reps, but it's like if he's suspended, like we're saying six to eight games and are you going to try to split up the reps? Cause you know, my belief is if he's suspended, whatever the suspension is, you need to get Jacoby Brissett ready. Now he's been a starter in the league. I'm sure he's going to work hard to make sure he's ready and, you know, value every snap he gets and might even do some mental reps in his head or, you know, throw with some of these receivers after practice is over. But, you know, you got to get whoever's going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina game ready. And we all know it's going to be Jacoby Brissett most likely. So you have to get him ready. Uh, the preseason is going to be fascinating to me just because how much are they going to play Watson? Because you don't want him to get injured, obviously, because he is your long-term franchise quarterback right now as things stand. So you, you got to protect him. You got to protect that investment. But at the same time, you want him to get some reps, get him familiar and comfortable with this offense in a game type environment. That's why I also think, you know, when the Eagles come to town and have the joint practices, um, and I think mid August, that's going to be valuable for him too, just to go up against a, an opposing defense to get a good feel of, you know, some form of competition. I think that's why those joint practices are such a valuable thing. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how this suspension goes out when it's going to come out, because hopefully this doesn't drag too long into the, into training camp, because like we said, we got to get Jacoby Brissett ready um, for week one against Carolina, because he's obviously going to be the starting quarterback for that game. Yeah, yeah, barring anything, you know, uh, major happening in in that time frame. But yeah, he's going to be the week one starter. Um, it's very ironic who he could face week one. Um, you know, we'll talk about that at a later time. But um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's going to be a tough thing getting all these guys ready uh, for week one, especially the quarterbacks. I know things will come into a clearer picture once uh, Sue Robinson makes her decision. Um, and, and if that's the end of it, you know, I don't know if there's going to be more after she makes her decision, whether, you know, Goodell rejects it and, and adds his own uh, suspension to it, or uh, if Deshaun Watson appeals it, uh, you know, it plays out like the Ezekiel Elliott thing where it plays out in court um, for a while. So there's certainly uh, a lot still to be determined, but, uh, you know, as of right now, we expect Brissett to start week one and, um, you know, there's uh, a lot of new faces, uh, at, at least in the uh, receiver room this year uh, that they have to work through. Um, I, I know, you know, the other position groups have kind of remained the same, but, you uh, 
know, there's a lot they need to work through and build chemistry on, and and hopefully uh, they're able to do so here in the next you know few weeks uh, with pre, uh, training camp and then the preseason. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you mentioned Josh Rosen. Now the Browns signed him last week. Um, you know, because there was reports that. They were going to look into adding another quarterback. The Jimmy Garoppolo rumors got debunked rather quickly. Uh, Mary Kay, among others, had said that, you know, the the Browns looked into him at the beginning of the process when they were looking at options to upgrade for Baker. Um, You know, obviously Garoppolo is going to move on from the 49ers, and that got debunked. But, you know, they brought in Rosen and A.J. McCarron, which was so funny because obviously the whole thing with uh, Hugh Jackson and, Sashi and the uh, fax machine back from 2017 season, I think it was. Um, but they signed Rosen, who's on his fifth or sixth NFL team now. Like, he's still only 25 years old, which is amazing because, um, you know, he was part of that 2018 class with Baker and Dartold and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. And things have not gone well for Josh Rosen in his career. But, you know, he's coming in, going to have an opportunity to be Brissett's backup. Obviously, I think him and Josh Dobbs will compete for that. But um, one media member said that, like, Stefanski didn't sound very enthused about Rosen, which makes me just think he could be just a camp arm, just another guy to bring into the uh, and see what's going to happen. But um, it was interesting that they went with Rosen to see what he could be, bring, maybe be a practice squad candidate if things don't shake out very well with Josh Dobbs or I mean, we'll see. I know he, there's been a lot of uproar about the number Josh Rosen uh, was given or chose. We don't know that whole situation, but uh, that was made a big ordeal. But uh, what's your thoughts on them bringing Rosen in to be essentially the fourth quarterback slash camp arm? Well, I guess if Brown's got the quarterback that uh, I had quarterback one in that draft, which <laughs> I've heard that a lot in the last week. Don't ever let me pick uh, quarterbacks because I am <laughs> terrible at uh, looking at those in the draft. Uh, I have to sit down and reevaluate how I think about those someday. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's had quite the journey, uh, you know, in his uh, short NFL career. You know, he's been all over the place. You know, he started in Arizona and then uh, they ended up drafting uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, he moved to, I think it was Miami, uh, Miami next. And then they, had, they got to, uh, so he just kind of had some like bad luck where he's, wherever he's gone. And, and I know a lot of that has, uh, also to do with his performance as well. Uh, you know, it, it's quite possible. He's just here to be a camp arm and maybe he's somebody that they keep on the practice squad all year long. Um, you know, as, you know, maybe they're like scout team guy or, or something like that. Um, but, you know, it's it's been a long road for him. And I don't know how much uh, noise, you know, he is going to make. But, um, you know, right now he has the potential to maybe be the third guy uh, behind Brissett. You know, I'm sure him and uh, Josh Dobbs are going to have uh, quite the battle because uh, one of those two guys is going to be, at least on the roster week one uh, and for a while, um, you know, if uh, depending on, you know, Watson's suspension, uh, they're going to have to have at least two quarterbacks, maybe three uh, for uh, a better part of the season. Um, but uh, it'd be interesting to see what he's able to do. I know 
you know, obviously he has a lot of skills that made him a, you know, a, a top draft pick uh, way back when. So uh, I say way back when it's, it, you know, it's only been what four years, five, four years. So, um, you know, he has, he has skills. It's just, uh, I think the thing with him is it's been a lot of uh, the, the mental aspects. So, um, you know, hopefully, you know, he's able to, to work hard and impress his coaching staff. And, you know, I, I it's kind of interesting because you look at the other quarterbacks in that draft class, you look at Sam Darnold, you look at Baker Mayfield, they're kind of all in the same situation right now. Uh, they're all fighting for uh, their, their NFL careers. They're all winding down on their rookie, uh, rookie contracts. Uh, I, know, I know Rosen, um, is kind of different because he's been released, but, and, and then, you know, the sign to like a one year deal, but um, they're all kind of fighting for NFL careers right now. And um, you know, this is, this might be their last chance to show teams uh, that they're on now or, you know, potential teams in the future that they still have something to give. And, you know, quarterbacks in this league tend to, especially high draft picks tend to get, um, uh, chance after chance uh, to to be a part of an organization, and you kind of see that with Rosen here, with it being his fifth or sixth team. Um, but uh, he has a lot he needs to prove if he wants to, you know, maybe be a, a starter down the road or even just a solid backup for uh, the rest of his career. So he's definitely going to have to come in here and, and compete very hard and work very hard and. Um, you know, he's just kind of, like I said, in the same boat as like Sam Darnold and, and Baker at the moment. Um, they're all fighting for their uh, NFL careers at this point, and uh, he, he just has to come in here and work pretty hard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we all seen it coming out of UCLA. He had the arm talent, and he, I mean, he put up some solid numbers in his three years at UCLA, but he hasn't been in good situations. Obviously, he backed up. Um, Garoppolo and for a little bit in San Fran, he was on the practice squad with Brady for a little bit in Tampa last year. He backed up uh, Matt Ryan. So he's been around solid veterans, but like it has to be a mental thing with him. And I think it probably has a lot to do with how his first couple years went in Arizona and Miami. I mean, that, that wears on you as a quarterback. We've seen all the guys that, you know, were highly touted prospects for the Browns just come in and like, you know, they had all the tools in the world, but like, if the 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 surrounding area around you is not a good place, you're not going to achieve very much success in the NFL. So, you know, maybe him coming here, you know, being around solid coaches and everything, maybe that'll help him find another home somewhere after the preseason, unless he latches on and is the the third quarterback here, whether that's, you know, backing up Brissett or ending up on the practice squad once uh, Watson's suspension is lifted. So, you know, he's still only 25, which is amazing. So there's still time for him. But like you said, this is he's on his sixth team now. So it's kind of like he's he's entering like the last legs of his NFL career, like you mentioned with Darnold and Mayfield. But I mean, it's it's amazing that he didn't work out because I know a lot of people, yourself included, were very high on him in the draft process uh, back in 2018. So it's definitely gonna be interesting to see what his role is here and what you know, what the Browns truly think of him once we get to the preseason and get to see him actually out on the field. Yeah. And, you know, he's going to have the opportunity to get in quite a bit of reps, uh, you know, this preseason. So 
uh, we'll see what he's able to do. I, I, I think when it comes down to like the, the battle, I think he could definitely beat out Josh Dobbs. Uh, but oh, I, I think so too, for sure. Uh, you know, it's just uh, a, a matter of it, if it's uh, mentally all there and if he's able to uh, come in and listen and do a good job and compete well. And um, you know, we'll find that out here over the next few weeks. Without a doubt. Um, you know, as we get into some training camp discussion. Um, some key players are already on the sidelines because of, you know, previous injuries and they were added to the pup list or the non-football injury list uh, when camp opened um, yesterday when the veterans reported. Um, but last Friday, David Bell, team's third round pick, a lot of high hopes for him. They can come in and uh, help that wide receiver room. He went on the pup list. And then Tuesday, Denzel Ward and Jack Conklin went on. Denzel Ward's dealing with a foot injury from minicamp. Jack Conklin's obviously recovering from the torn patella injury he suffered uh, last season. And then Anthony Walker went on the non-football injury list. So something must have happened during off-season training and everything. So uh, there's a couple other names. Sheldon Day was another one. And Javon Wims is on a non-football illness list so he was the only player that wasn't in the facility today so hopefully he's okay um it's i don't think it's a covid thing because they haven't really i don't know what they're doing exactly with that whole process now so hopefully javon wims is okay but you know anthony you look at the list david bell denzel ward jack conklin and anthony walker those are four big contributors to this football team um and right now they're on the sidelines none of these injuries sound serious it sounds like they should be hopefully ready by week one against Carolina, which I think is the main goal. I think it's everybody's goal just to get to week one and be a hundred percent. But David Bell, especially I think is the most significant one because this puts him behind the eight ball as a rookie, not being on the field, getting acclimated with Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett, but also, you know, finding his spot in that wide receiver room. Yeah. And, you know, we saw, um, you know, kind of in Anthony Schwartz's rookie year, you know, he had those injuries early on, yeah. uh, the concussion. So, uh, and we saw what that did to his rookie season. So it's certainly, you know, imperative for David Bell to, you know, heal up as quick as possible and get out there. Um, obviously there's new quarterbacks to build some chemistry with, uh, you know, he's probably going to be, you know, the second, third receiver at this point, just because that's all they have, um, <laughs> because of all the, the changes they've made at receiver this off season. So, um, you know, he, he's just gonna have to hopefully get out there as quickly as possible, uh, to, you know, be, be ready for the season and ready to start. Um, you know, Conklin worries me because he had those injuries last year and he's coming back from those. Um, you know, hopefully he can, he's able to get out there soon and, uh, you know, work with the rest of the offensive line. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I'm kind of with a thought, Jack, with, you know, Watson probably being suspended for, you know, the first half of the season. I'm okay if, like, the injuries happen now. Uh because, you know, when Watson comes back, you know, in the second half of the season, most likely, you know, the Browns are going to have to be 100 percent and ready to go uh, for the rest of the season if they want a chance to make the playoffs. So, you know, if there's minor things now, uh, as long as it doesn't, you know, currently impede progress, uh, you know, to, to making things better, you know, you know how good Denzel Ward is. You know, he's a proven player. 
Uh, you know, if he, you know, misses a little bit of time now, that's okay. He's going to be fine. Uh, but, you know, guys like David Bell, who's a rookie who needs to, to learn, Conklin, who's already coming back from injury, uh, needs to get back into, you know, the swing of things. Anthony Walker, uh, you know, needs to be good for that defense. So if it's minor things, uh, I'm okay with it now, but obviously we would prefer them to be out there uh, for as long as possible. But, uh, you know, hopefully these guys can get relatively healthy really soon and, and be out there for, um, you know, most of training camp with the rest of their team. Yeah, without a doubt. And I think one of the positives is we are entering year three where we have the same offense and the same defense. So it's not, you know, these injuries aren't, outside of bell aren't too major because we don't have to worry about our guys learning new systems again, you know, getting acclimated with new coaches and all this. Like it's good that we have some continuity um, as it pertains to head coach and defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator. Like this hasn't happened with the team since the early nineties with Belichick and Nick Saban and stuff. Like we had, you know, head coaches come back three years in a row during since 99 and Butch Davis did it for like four straight years. Romeo did it for four straight years, but having the same continuity in each level of the team. I mean, that's a great thing, but yeah, it's good that these are only minor injuries like Denzel. I know Zach Jackson reported wasn't wearing uh, any like uh, boot or brace or anything. Like I think they're just being cautious with them. You know, don't want to, you know, there's no need to rush him out there. Jack Conklin was out there with the team today, you know, doing some some stuff during the team's walkthrough. So I feel like he'll probably be ready here in the next couple of weeks. They're just being cautious because, you know, it's a serious injury with the patella injury. So, um, you know, I'm not too worried. Like I said, everybody was out there today except Javon Wim. So that's a good thing um, that 89 of the 90 guys were out there on the field. So, you know. That's great. I mean, just get them all ready for week one. I think that's the biggest goal. Like we know how much, you know, preseason is a snooze fest. Like it's only good for some of these guys, like the rookies and the guys fighting for roster spots. But, you know, for the veterans like Conklin and Ward, just make sure they're ready for week one against Carolina. That's the biggest goal at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Try to get them all ready to go. And, uh, you know, like you said, get them ready for week one. So every year, Anthony, we do this, you know, us and other Browns podcasts, other Browns writers, et cetera. We always talk about camp battles. You know, now we come into this year, there's big expectations for the Browns. We have a good idea what the majority of this roster is going to look like, but there's always camp battles that we're going to, we're going to keep an eye on. Um, you know, there's always, you know, position groups that we come in and they're like, we'd like to see more of this. So we're going to talk about that. The remainder of this podcast, Anthony, when you look at the camp battles, What's the first, what's the one that you're going to be watching the closest during training camp and the preseason? Um, I think the one I'm going to watch the closest is the running backs after Nick Chubb. Uh, you know, you have quite a handful of guys back there. Uh, Kareem Hunt, Dearness Johnson, Jerome Ford, uh, Demetric Felton, who's uh, going to kind of flip-flop in between running backs and, and receivers. Um uh, John Kelly as well as listed back there. You know, I don't expect the Browns to keep, you know, all of those guys uh, called, you know, final roster cut downs. You know, I can see them moving on from Dearness Johnson if a team is interested, Kareem Hunt if they get the right offer. 
uh, depending on how some of these other guys perform. I think the most likely one to not make it through all the training camp is probably Dearness. Uh, I know they invested a fifth round pick in, into Jerome Ford, and you know I think there's a lot to like there with him. Um, but there's certainly you know a whole handful of guys uh, in that running back room that uh, have a lot of talent, and I think the Browns could use that to their benefit if a team is looking for a running back come you know, end of the preseason uh, because, you know, with who they have on offense, I don't think they're going to be able to keep all uh, all of these running backs uh, in this room. Obviously, Nick Chubb is going to be here, but, um, you know, with it being Hunt, Dearon Johnson, Jerome Ford, Demetri Felton, John Kelly Jr., you know, I, I only see them keeping a couple of those guys uh, after, uh, you know, their final roster cut down. So, um I, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch that, that entire position and see how all those guys perform in training camp and in the preseason uh, by the time we get the roster cutdowns. Yeah, I would definitely agree with you on that one. Um, I would even throw Johnny Stanton in there. You know, I've seen some photos and videos today, like Chubb and Hunt were lined up in the backfield together with Watson, which we've seen that at the end of the 29th season when Hunt made his debut with the team after his suspension. So it's kind of a idea where I think, you know, Stavansky's going to want to open things up more with, you know, Watson at quarterback to what you can have some more ideas. Now Stanton is only our, our only fullback right now. I could see him maybe moving to tight end and being like in a little H back role, but you know, this running back position group is really going to be fascinating to see behind Chubb, you know, hunts on his last year of his deal. Dearness is on a one year deal. I would say Jerome Ford's safe, even though he's a fifth round pick, there's a chance he could flop and the Browns move on. Um, and then you mentioned Felton, who's going to be in between wide receiver and running back. It's going to be interesting to see what the Browns do with that. Um, I know Nick Chubb said he wants to keep Kareem Hunt here long-term. I don't know how an extension like that's going to work because Chubb's salary is going to increase significantly over the next couple of years. Um, but Introducing Dogfish Head's new canned cocktails. Culinary crafted and distilled over real fruit for real flavor with two foolproof shots in every can. Keep it real with Dogfish Can Cocktails. Find your new favorite Dogfish Can Cocktail at dogfish.com. Dogfish Head Distilling Company, Milton, Delaware. Please drink responsibly. Wireless headphones. That'll be $200. I'll use my Capital One Quicksilver card. Now that's a hit. You used the Capital One Quicksilver card, which makes you the hero of every purchase. With Quicksilver, you earn unlimited 1.5% cashback on every purchase everywhere. I wanted running music, but unlimited 1.5% cashback is pretty heroic. Good instincts. Every hero needs a theme song. The Capital One Quicksilver card. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. That whole room is going to be fascinating because I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed either way, any way they go with, with that room because it's one of the deepest uh, position groups we have on this team right now. Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, there's always going to be, you know, a team looking for maybe a second running back or maybe even a first running back uh, come the end of the preseason. So, uh uh, the Browns are definitely going to have a hard decision because it's tough when you have a lot of talent in one position group uh, because it's it's tough to keep everybody. 
but I think for the right offer, uh, the Browns would be willing to move on from any of these guys, especially with uh, some of the you know recent uh, investments they've made in the position, like giving Nick Chubb a contract extension and drafting Jerome Ford in the, in the fifth round this year. So uh, for the right offer, I think they'd be willing, willing to listen in on, on anybody except Nick Chubb. Oh, for sure. And, you know, with us giving up significant draft capital to get Deshaun Watson, if, you know, Andrew Barry wants to replenish that, he definitely could with any of these running backs um, in a potential trade. For me, the the camp battle that I'm going to be watching is the wide receiver room. And it's primarily just going to be behind Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones, because I think those two are perfect in their roles as wide receiver one and two. But when I look at the rest of the room right now, it's a big mystery to me. Now, David Bell, obviously a lot of people are pegging him as the slot. He's obviously on the pup list right now. So he's going to be a little bit behind the eight ball until he comes back from injury. But then you look at the rest of the room. It's a lot of unknown. You have Anthony Schwartz entering his second year, a tough rookie year dealt with injuries, a little inconsistency, um, which he has owned up on. Uh, He did an interview with Mary Kay talking about uh, the play where Baker Mayfield got hurt. And he said that he made mistakes there. Um, He also said Baker made made mistakes as well, which I thought was very interesting. That was the first player to make um, public comments about Baker in uh, a negative way. But uh, when you look at the rest of the room, Jakeem Grant was a free agent signing. He's going to be our primary return man, but has experience at making plays at the wide receiver position. Um, you have Jamarcus Bradley, who's been around for a couple years. They drafted Michael Woods in the sixth round. And then there's two undrafted guys that um, has a lot of people's attention. Mike Harley Jr. out of uh, my, the Miami Hurricanes. Um one of their best receivers in school history. When you think of the guys that they've had there, uh, Harley ranks up there with them. Going to be interested to see what he brings to the table. And then Isaiah Weston, the undrafted rookie out of Northern Iowa, um, put up some incredible numbers there. You compare him to Christian Watson, who was second round pick for Green Bay. Their numbers are pretty ideal. Weston could even be better. Uh, The only knock is he's like 25 years old. So he is um, very old for a draft pick or for a, uh, 2022 draft prospect. So uh, this wide receiver room is a complete toss up. I think outside of people, Jones Cooper, and I would say David Bell is a lock. You could say Anthony Schwartz is a lock, but the rest of the room is so fascinating. Add into the fact that, like we said, Demetric Felton is rotating back and forth between running back and wide receiver. You know, Anthony, this room's going to be so fascinating to watch through camp. Um, if nobody jumps out, and impresses big time. I could see them going out and getting a veteran. I was hoping Julio Jones could be an option before he signed with Tampa Bay, but you know, Cole Beasley's still out there. Emmanuel Sanders is out there and who knows, maybe Andrew Barry finds somebody that becomes available late in preseason as a trade target or a free agent pickup. But I think this wide receiver position group could be in flux uh, throughout training camp and preseason. And the tough part about it is, is they have two different quarterbacks they're mainly going to be working with because of the Watson suspension. So, um, you know, there's certainly that aspect of it that is not going to make things any easier as well. So, um, yeah, the, there's a lot uh, for a lot of these players to, to prove. Uh, you, you touched on a lot of that. Um, so it's definitely going to be one of those intriguing situations. I, uh, I expect, uh, you know, Peoples Jones to bounce back. I think Amari Cooper is going to surprise some people. I think he has a lot to prove uh, this year, and I, I think that uh, he's going to have a, a solid season. 
Uh, obviously, again, that depends on quarterback play. But um, and there's you know a handful, even more than a handful of players that you mentioned uh, behind him that that have lots to prove as well. Uh, so you know this is certainly and uh, intriguing position group to watch you know there's gonna be have to be some guy uh one of these players who steps up in a in a, in a big in uh a big time role to uh be able to you know make this position group viable i i think i saw uh a post a couple weeks ago and it was like ranking the uh the worst wide receiving uh, cores in the NFL, and I think the Browns were like tenth worst, and, and I, I say that's probably pretty fair uh, because there's a, there's a lot of unknown uh, right now. You know, you have Amari Cooper who's played well in his career, but uh, behind him there's there's still a lot of uh, unproven talent. So uh, some of these guys are going to have to really step up, and it's not going to be easy with the the quarterback situation and. Uh, it's not going to be easy to uh, add anybody via trade because of all the draft capital that they've already spent. Uh, so, you know, the, uh, they're not going to be able to get like a major star or anything to come in here, probably. So uh, what you see is what you're going to have. Uh, maybe you find, you know, a guy who will be like the fifth or sixth receiver come the end of the training camp preseason. But uh these players all have a, a ton to prove and uh, they're really going to have to, you know, show themselves and prove themselves in, in training camp and preseason here uh, as we head towards the season. What position group, Anthony, right now, do you have the most with the most concern with? Like you just, there's just so much unknown and you're just very concerned about it right now as training camp gets underway. Um, I don't want to say like a whole position group. I, I think there's like maybe one position that I'm worried about, uh, but it could kind of relate to the whole thing too. But the, the offensive line and particularly center, uh, I know we've been grateful to have JC Treader for the last uh, three or four years uh, on this team. And he did a fantastic job. Now that position goes to, uh, Nick Harris, uh, who they drafted in the fifth round back uh, in 2020, uh, you know, he finally gets his opportunity to start uh, this year. And I think when you look at the rest of the offensive line, you have, you know, Jack Conklin coming back from from injury. Uh, you have Dredrick Wills, who uh, is entering his, his third season now and, and needs to play better as well. So I think, you know, center, I think, is the one of the bigger positions that uh, obviously they have to communicate to the rest of the offensive line now. It's very helpful that he has Joe Batonio on his left and Wyatt Teller on his right uh, to, to help him out. Uh, but he's going to have to, you know, be one of the leaders of that offensive line uh, when the season starts. And uh, because we've had such a sure thing there for the last three or four years, Jack, uh, I, I think that when you have somebody unproven on that offensive line, uh, I, I think that's certainly an opportunity, you know, something you really have to pay attention to and, and, and watch out for. Uh, I 
though they think pretty highly of him, uh, and I, I'm confident that he's going to do a good job, but uh, he certainly has a lot he has to prove. And, you know, there's those couple other guys on the offensive line as well that, uh, you know, need to play better than they have uh, than, than last year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Harris is obviously the guy everybody's watching because he's replacing such a immense talent that J.C. Treader was. Um, I know that he there was a segment of him on building the Browns where he like transformed his body during the offseason to get ready for this um, opportunity. He's been working hard. He's put some weight on. He's been working in the gym, the weight room like crazy. Um, but obviously they, you know, they they signed Ethan Posick, who was a decent center for Seattle um, as bad as the offensive line got a bad rap uh, protecting Russell Wilson over the years. And then they also drafted Brock Hoffman uh, in the seventh round out of Texas or no, he was undrafted free agent. I'm sorry. Um, They, uh, they drafted Dawson Deaton who also can play center, but they have him listed as right guard right now. Um, So they added guys behind him, including a veteran who's had success. So obviously Harris is going to fight, had to compete for it, but I I mean, everybody expects him to be the center. Uh, He had an amazing uh, performance against green Bay where he was going up against Kenny Clark, who's an all pro type defensive tackle. So, um, you know, we're all hopeful for Harris, uh, that he can anchor the offensive line. Like you said, it's good that he's got two all pro caliber guards, uh, in between him. Um, so hopefully it's a smooth transition up front, but yeah, I mean, the offensive line as a whole, you got Conklin coming off an injury. Jedrick Wills dealt with injury last year. There's a lot of pressure on him entering his third year. Um, but yeah, the offensive line is going to be something to watch. I know I've, nobody's really talking about it a lot, but I think them as a whole unit, it's going to be interesting to see how they um, transition into a new uh, era, so to speak, with new pe- a new piece in the middle of it. Uh, and this is a, a big year for some other guys as well. Yeah, it, it definitely is because, you know, Wills is going to be looking towards a, a contract extension soon. Um, you know, they have to find out, you know, if uh, Conklin is going to be the guy long-term at right tackle so there's certainly a, a lot that uh, they're going to be looking at this season. And, you know, if Nick Harris doesn't work out, that's another position that they're going to have to, you know, look for uh, in, in the offseason. So it, it's this offensive line is a, a really important aspect of this team, uh, a position group that's played really well over, you know, the, the years recently. Um, so, you know, there's certainly – uh, a lot this coaching staff is going to look for with this position group, and hopefully uh, they're able to perform pretty well. Yeah, for sure. Um, the position group that I have the most concern with entering camp in the preseason is uh, interior de- defensive line. Now, I know like they look for certain characteristics and traits in these defensive tackles. Um, it's a very young room. Obviously, you know, you have Jordan Elliott, uh, Perry on Winfrey, who they drafted in the fourth round, Tommy Togia, who they drafted in the fourth round last year. They added two undrafted guys after the draft. Um, Sheldon Day's coming back on a one year deal. And they also added Taven Bryan, who's a former first round pick for Jacksonville that they picked up in free agency. But I just don't feel very confident in this group right now. I know there's been plenty of praise during the offseason about Jordan Elliott. Uh, I know Chris Kiffin, the defensive line coach, I had heard that um, in a on another Browns podcast that, you know, the guy that left 
at the end of the last season and came back for offseason workouts and mini camp and everything wasn't the same Jordan Elliott. So he's getting a ton of praise from the coaching staff. Uh, this is year three for him. So this is a big year for him um, because obviously as a third round pick, he's potentially up for a contract extension after this year. So if he could make a big jump, you know, th- this could get go towards him getting a nice, whether it's an extension from the Browns or potential free agent deal in two years. So, uh, but I look at this room and I'm just, I don't feel the greatest about it. I hope I'm proven wrong. I know that, you know, there was rumors about Nadama Kinsu that, you know, people rebuffed saying that there was no interest from Cleveland. Um, there's been talk about Sheldon Richardson potentially coming back. So it'll be interesting to see these first couple of weeks, how the defensive tackle gr- uh, group performs because, you know, I'm sure Barry has guys targeted that he will go try to get in free agency or potentially even in a trade. Um, Barry's always looking to upgrade positions if he's able to. So uh, this defensive tackle room is definitely going to be one to watch uh, during training camp and preseason for sure. Yeah, I mean, it obviously helps that they have Miles Garrett on one side and Clowney on the other side, but they need these guys in the middle to perform well. Um, you know, I think of, of, you know, maybe a veteran would help uh, in this group. You mentioned Sheldon Richardson, but, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of younger players here. And, you know, kind of like the receivers that we talked about, you know, somebody, uh, if not more than one, is going to need to step up for this position group to play well. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of hopes for uh, Perrion Winfrey. Uh, he's certainly going to be maybe the most energetic guy on that defensive line. Um uh, <laughs> And that might be an understatement, but oh, uh, without a doubt, you know, you you have to play well. That energy has to match uh, performance, and you know, the, the, there's a lot of these guys who uh, still have a lot to prove. They're they're very young uh, on that, def, you know, in, in that interior. Uh, you know, this is only Elliott's third year. Winfrey's a rookie. Togi guys, second year. Uh, Roderick Perry undrafted. Glenn Logan undrafted, so uh, there's uh, there's a lot of younger players in, in that interior group. So hopefully, a couple of these guys, uh, you know, are, are able to do something. And I'm willing to place a solid bet that there will be a couple guys added, you know, before the end of the preseason or you know roster cutdowns uh, that they'll uh, sign or claim. Uh, to to help out this in, interior because it definitely I think Jack needs it. Uh, I don't know the, I don't know if it's going to be one of those guys for the receiving core, but uh, I, I think definitely when you look at the interior of this defensive line, uh, you know they're definitely going to be able to to use some help. Now, I guess the good part about this is the rest of the defense is really solid. Uh, you know, I mentioned, you know, the, obviously the two defensive ends, but you look at the linebackers, you look at the, the secondary, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are in their second and third year in the system. Uh, so I, I think the defense is going to play well overall. Uh, if there's one or two players that are able to step up in the interior of the defensive line, this defense has the ability to do uh, something special, I think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the majority of this defense came back. Like I said, Taven Bryan was the big addition up front. Um, you know, they added Chase Winovich up front for some pass rush uh, depth. They drafted Alex Wright. But the majority of the defense came back. They added depth in the draft, a couple free agent signings. 
but everybody's back. Joe Woods is back for another year as defensive coordinator. It's just, it's great to have continuity and have such a young defense with so much talent that played really well at the end of last year. Um, you know, what a lot of people were calling for Joe Woods' head after, especially after the New England game, Miles Garrett included. Um, but they made adjustments and they played like the top 10 defense we all thought they could be um, down the stretch. It was just unfortunate the offense got, uh, sputtered towards the end. But I'm looking forward to seeing what this defense can do, especially, you know, right now, Greg Newsom is the nickel. And, you know, that means that you got greedy, you got AJ Green, and you got Martin Emerson fighting for the other outside corner spot. So that's another interesting battle as well uh, that we didn't talk about. But um, yeah, I feel really good about this defense. And it's funny, like the way people are predicting the Browns are going to be last in the division and they're going to struggle. I think a lot of that's banked on the Watson suspension, but people forget how talented this team is, uh, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, this defense is able to be... Uh, I don't. I don't even want to say like a top ten defense. If they're able to play uh, in the top half of the NFL, so sixteenth or better, you know this this defense is going to keep them in most games. And uh, you know this defense certainly has the potential, like I mentioned, to to be something special. I think uh, you know with a lot of these guys coming back, and you know hopefully a couple of those interior defensive linemen work out. I think. Uh, Greedy is going to play well this year. I know he's headed towards the, this is last year of his deal, right? Yes. Uh, so, you know, there's obviously going to be extra motivation there from him uh, to, to play well. So, um, you know, this defense, I, I honestly think could be something special. And did I see right that there's interest um, from uh, Tack McKinley to come back as long as he heals up okay? Um, I remember seeing that right. Yeah, the, well, the report I think was he's he's progressing, but he wanted to sign with a team at some point during training camp. But it's like it's going to be iffy. I mean, obviously he had the Achilles injury. We remember Olivier Vernon had it two years ago. Um, he's never made it back to the field. Obviously McKinley's younger, but um, you know that might be a signing. You know, midway through the year. Uh, there is a mutual interest, I think, between both sides. So, you know, McKinley coming back would be nice. Add another pass rusher to the group. Like we've always said during the history of this podcast, you could never have enough. I don't but, know why um, that's not on a T-shirt yet for us, but you we'll, know. we'll do we'll do it at some point. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I'd be open to bringing McKinley back. You know, they I mean, we have Winovich and Wright and we have some other guys behind them. So but I mean, I'm sure we can find a spot and a role for McKinley if needed. And I can't remember correctly. Did they play him inside at all? Or I, I, I can't remember if they bumped him in. Or maybe they bumped in like uh, Clowney and kept him on the end. Uh, they they probably times. did that. They might have done that more likely. I, I have to go back and look. Uh, yes, same. Maybe, you know, maybe that would help with their interior defensive uh, situation and, and specific situations, uh, you know, whether it be like third and long or something. Right. Um, you know, looking at the rest of this group real quick, is there like a player or anything that you're just like ready to see during camp that's going to catch your eye? Like you want to watch very closely during the preseason? Um, yeah, but I don't know how much he's going to play in the preseason. Like, I, I really believe that Amari Cooper is going to come out here and have a really good season. I think he has so much to prove. Um, I know a lot of it is based on the quarterback play that he's going to have uh, behind him, but 
you know, you saw what the uh, the Browns traded uh, for him, and you've seen some of the other deals that uh, wide receivers have gotten this offseason. I, I, I honestly believe he's going to come in here and have uh, a really good season, you know, at least a 1,000-yard season uh, for the Browns this year. Um, you know, he certainly has that talent to do so. Um, I'm just really looking forward to, to seeing him on the field. Yeah, he's definitely he definitely gets overlooked. I think he did in Dallas. Um, obviously, they moved him because there was so much talent in that wide receiver room, but the Browns were able to get him for what they got. Um, I'm definitely anxious to see him as well. But there, you know, there's a guy in the tight end room that I'm definitely going to have my eye on throughout the uh, draft process. His name is Marcus Santos Silva. Uh, he's a he's a converted basketball player that's tr- trying to make it as a tight end. He played at Texas Tech, uh, never played football. Uh, the Browns signed him right after the draft. But uh, I've heard some good things about him. And when you look at the tight end room, Anthony, you got David Njoku, you got Harrison Bryant. And then, you know, I think tight end three is up for grabs. You know, you know, we've talked to people that said, you know, maybe they signed a veteran. I know Darren Fells is still out there. Um, AKA the playmaker from the 2018 season. Uh, but you know, there's a, there's a few guys that are fighting for that tight end, uh, tight end three spot. And, you know, the athleticism that Santos Silva brings to the table, he's still very raw, obviously as a football player. Um, but he's definitely going to be a guy I watch, uh, during the preseason because that tight end three spot is up for grabs. And, you know, we've seen guys that have played college basketball that have converted to tight end and been successful. So if he can, you know, provide anything in the preseason uh, and the Browns think his potential is there, maybe they keep him around and don't add a veteran behind the Joku and Bryant. Yeah. There's a, there's a handful of guys, like you mentioned, Miller, Forrestal, who's in his second year. And then you have three rookies, uh, uh, Nakia, Griffin, Stewart, Zaire, Mitchell, Payton, Marcus, Santos, Silva. Boy, it's a lot of hyphenated names. Right. <laughs> uh, my goodness. Uh, so there's certainly a lot of guys there, uh, you know, fighting for that third, maybe fourth spot, uh, depending on, you know, how many tight ends they decide they want to keep, uh, you know, when the season starts. So, uh, yeah, you know, I'm curious to see. I'm sure he's extremely athletic. Uh I'm curious to see how it translates to the football field. Um, you know, if, if anything, could we maybe get a, a one-on-one game with him and Miles Garrett uh, in basketball? Uh, uh, maybe my money's on Miles. Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe with some pads on or something, so they don't get hurt or or something. But Miles, Miles uh, don't need pads. You see them. <laughs> you see them biceps, man. I know. Uh, Maybe, maybe just put them in like a bubble or something so they can't get hurt or anything. Uh, but I would, I would love to see that, that one-on-one matchup. Uh, you know, I'm sure on the football field, it won't even be a contest, but I, maybe uh, Santos Silva could, could hold his own on the basketball court a little bit uh, against Miles Garrett. So um, if anything, I would love to see that battle. Oh, for sure, man. That would be entertaining as hell. Um, is there anything else you want to discuss before we get on out of here? Um, I don't think so. I think we covered a good majority of it. Uh, you know, it's just exciting that uh, football season is here and uh, obviously we'll be here a lot to talk about it. Um, you know, I think both of our work schedules are much better off than they have been uh, recently. So 
Uh, it's definitely going to give us more of an opportunity uh, to get together and, and talk about news more often. So I'm looking forward to it, looking forward to the season. And like I said earlier, it's crazy that this is our, our sixth year doing this. Uh, Fifth year, uh, sixth season. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's been wild, man. It, it has been. So it's it's very exciting. And uh, you know, I, I'm glad I have you on the other side to, to rein me in sometimes. So uh, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to, to get a hold of me. But um, it's all good, man. I'm lucky to have a co-host like you on the other side. So uh, I'm really excited for the season and, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, we've been saying this for the past five years now, hopefully we're talking about uh, a specific game in in February uh, when it, when it finally gets here. That is the goal, man. And it's uh, the feeling is very mutual. I'm glad to uh, have you on the other end and still doing this podcast uh, five years later as we enter our sixth year or sixth season. So, yeah, it's definitely good to still be doing this with you, man. Um, oh. No, I'm good. All right. Um, so you guys can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony Jokey. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry 8 and also follow us on Twitter at The Dogland. Um, if you guys are listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a review, uh, subscribe, share. You guys know the whole spiel. We just appreciate you all for sticking with us. Still, as we enter our sixth season of the pod, um, we will be back with more content. Hopefully get some guests on here during the preseason to talk some uh, Browns football. Um, But like always, guys, as we get on out of here, until next time, go Browns. He's kind and he's funny and he's also mustachioed. He solves all your problems by the end of every episode. TV Dad. Everyone loves TV Dad. Listen to your TV dad. Switch to Progressive and you could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Leftovers. Or. The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.